What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It's November 5th. It's a Thursday. We got Packers versus 49ers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Finally, we get, you know, two exciting teams to watch on Thursday. Um, you know, we're going to have a good episode. We'll start off with some Week 8. Uh, then we'll move into bets. Uh, I kind of like that section. Then we're going to move to Thursday Night Football. You know, it's not a long podcast. There's no guests today. It's just a fun one. We're just talking football and having fun. I hope you all enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Week 8 just finished. Uh, we're starting to figure out where some teams are, who they are, which teams are good, which teams are bad. There are still a few question marks, though, uh, which hopefully that clears up in these coming weeks. Let's start off with the Vikings and Packers. Vikings won 28-22 to in Green Bay. Uh, Kirk Cousins did not win this game. He only had 160 passing. But Dalvin Cook himself had 163 thanks to the Packers' lack of a run defense. I mean, they can't stop anything. They couldn't do it last year in the NFC Championship game. They're not doing great this year. Uh, I mean, and then they play San Francisco this Thursday, and I guarantee you that Kyle Shanahan is going to be running the ball as much as possible, even if it is with Jamichael Hasty. I mean, they don't have their top two wideouts. They don't have their number one tight end. They don't have their quarterback. Half their running backs are hurt, but they're still going to run it all over the Packers. I do think Packers come away with the win, but, uh, you know, they can't stop the run. Moving on, Bengals beat the Titans. Uh I'm not surprised that the Bengals won, but I'm surprised that the Titans didn't look as good as I was expecting. I mean, Bengals won 31 to 20 at home. I mean, take it how you see it. Uh, but I don't know. I th- I don't think this. I don't think if you're a Titans fan, I don't think you should worry. I think they're fine. I think it's just kind of a midseason slump. Uh, if you're a Bengals fan, though, I think you should be excited. I mean, if you look at all the great teams in the past, they have a quarterback and a head coach. I th- I think Zach Taylor's the guy. I know a lot of rumors were going around that maybe he's kind of on the hot seat if the Bengals don't, you know, win a, win a few games, maybe five games. And I disagree with that. I think uh, the Bengals are a patient organization. Uh, I think Zach Taylor, he's in his second year with a rookie quarterback, and he's got a terrible roster around him. I mean... You can't fire the guy even if even if they went one win, you know one in fifteen. You can't fire the guy. Give him a chance. He's supposed to be an up and coming coach anyways. Uh, I say keep him, and it looks like they are. I mean, I he I like him. I think he's a good coach. I think he's doing great things with Joe Burrow. I think Burrow's doing great things with the roster he has around him. I I think the Bengals are. I think they're in the midst of building something real. Hopefully, they don't you know sit back and let it pass them by um another big game Steelers beat the Ravens Steelers didn't play that good uh I mean obviously their defense was outstanding there I mean it's phenomenal the offense is still struggling but uh I mean Pittsburgh could still drop 40 points on you in the beat of a heart if they you know start pulling it together uh but yeah Ravens just they're not ever since that Chiefs game on Monday night they just haven't really looked great I mean they're a good team yeah, and we've talked about it on past podcasts where they're going to bully the bad teams, but when it comes to a team with talent, I mean, how are they going to react? And I don't even think it's the coaching staff. I really like their coaching staff in Baltimore. Uh, I think it's I think it's inexperience from Lamar Jackson as well as people getting tape on him. I don't. I think Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. He's not playing great, but I think he has the potential to be great. He's playing all right. He's exciting. Uh, but he's still got to work on throwing. I mean, the the Steelers, I mean, that whole game was stop the run, right? 
and the Ravens still ran the ball all over them. But Lamar had two fumbles and two interceptions. So it's just kind of like he's not quite there yet. I mean, he's got to read defenses better, call some audibles. I mean, and it might not even be his fault. It might just be the lack of, you know, how much freedom are they giving him with the offense. And uh, I don't think you should worry. I, I mean, obviously, if you're a Ravens fan this season, I mean, I don't think you are going to really do much in the playoffs. Um, and a lot of people probably don't, unless they're just looking at last year's team. But in the next few years, if Lamar can develop his accuracy, I think the Ravens will be a good team. I mean, they are getting pieces. They they have young pieces on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think what would really help them, though, I mean, I know it's past the deadline, but if they would have traded for Allen Robinson, I, I don't know what they would have had to give up. Probably a decent amount since Chicago doesn't have much on offense. But if they would have had a legit number one receiver, I think uh, I think that would help Lamar a lot. Especially Allen Robinson. He's a big guy. He's got a big catch radius. It would really help him out in his development. Um, Dolphins beat the Rams. I mean, this is the game I put money on. I, I knew they were going to beat him. I didn't think Tua was going to play that bad because he did not impress at all. But... I mean, Rams were on a Rams played Monday, so they're on a short week, right? Uh, Dolphins were on a bye. Dolphins also have a great, great coach, top five coaching staff. I love Brian Flores. I like the way he's building that team down there in Miami. Uh, I mean, great coaching staff against the Rams team, who decent coaching staff, great head coach. The rest of the staff's all right, uh, but they have a bad quarterback. I mean, you could argue Tua Tua possibly played better than Jared Goff. I mean, I, I don't really think so, but you could argue it is what I'm trying to say. Goff is not good. He's still overpaid and overappreciated. Uh, but yeah, Dolphins beat Rams 28-17. No surprise to me. A big surprise to everyone else who really just looked on the surface of, hey, Rams play Dolphins. Rams are good. Dolphins are bad. Rams haven't beat anybody. We talked about this last week. They have not beat anybody. So not surprised. Dolphins are, you know, they're a good team in my eyes. Not great. They're not gonna, Like I said, they're not going to do anything, you know, special. But they, they're going to have some big wins and exciting games. Uh, moving on to a weird one was the Bills and Patriots. I only say it's weird because we're so used to just the Patriots dominating the Bills no matter how good the teams are. And they even almost did it this week. I mean, they almost beat them, not dominated them. But the Bills did inch out a win 24-21 to in Buffalo. Uh, it wasn't a great, like, in my eyes, I didn't enjoy watching it. Like I went back and watched it, and I didn't. It wasn't like exciting to me, which I'm disappointed because I, one of the my favorite things in the NFL right now, is watching the Bills play good football. I love watching the Bills when they play good. They're exciting. They're fun. They have a lot of young talent. It's just it's all, it all meshes together. But when they don't play good, it's in a way frustrating. Just because you've we've seen them play good before. I mean, think of the beginning of the season this year was out. Josh Allen was outstanding, and now it's they've kind of fallen off. And I, and I don't know why. It could be kind of what the Titans are going through more, kind of like a midseason slump. Because I mean, they have one of the best coach. They have a top five coaching staff as well in Buffalo. I mean, Sean McDermott is a great head coach. He's got a great staff up there. They're a good organization. I I I think it's just a slump. Uh, a little not cause for panic. But a little worrying for these upcoming weeks, I guess you could say. Just hoping they get stuff back on track before you know the playoffs start kicking up because we are halfway through the season. 
Um, Raiders beat the Browns. Uh, I'm not really talking about the game on this as much as I am Baker. I, I think unless Baker makes significant strides next year in his, his second year in this offense, I, I think he's gone. I, I don't think Cleveland's going to keep him. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see how they can. He, obviously, he's an exciting guy with a ton of confidence. He's just not getting it done. He He's not competing with the big arms of you know the league. And I think after next year, if he doesn't take a significant step, I think he's out of Cleveland. Obviously, being a first overall pick, he'll get a chance somewhere else. But I, I, I don't see him staying in Cleveland long term if uh, him and Kevin Stefanski can't figure it out. Uh, Broncos beat Chargers. Uh, this was a fun game to watch. First half was kind of, it was fun just because we got to see, you know, a young quarterback go off. Second half, let's see the other one go off. Uh, the final score is 31 to 30. Broncos beat the Chargers last second. I, I want to say this is the fourth, this fourth time or fourth straight week. The Chargers have blown a 16 point lead or so. Um, but it, it was a fun game between two exciting young quarterbacks in Herbert and Locke, big guys, big arms, uh, all opposite personalities, which is kind of funny. I mean, Locke is out there. He's he's confident. He, he's not ashamed of anything. He's open, right? And then Herbert, I mean, we never really hear Herbert talk. Uh, he's quiet. He, he's a quiet leader where Locke's the opposite. He's going to dance on the field, and he's going to show you he's having fun out there. Um, but, yeah, I'm really liking what I see from Herbert, and I really like cheering for Drew Locke. Uh, I liked watching that game. It was fun between the two teams. I, I wish we got to see a healthy, because neither teams are really healthy on defense right now. I mean, you could say that the Chargers kind of are, but without Derwin James, that whole defense is different. He plays every position in the secondary. Uh, but And then on the, on the Broncos side, they're missing A.J. Boye, Von Miller, who, by the way, said he might come back in a few weeks, which is weird. Um, they're just missing a few pieces on there. It's... You know, this is going to be, they play twice a year, right? They're in the same division. They'll play twice a year for the next however many years. And watching Locke versus Herbert is getting me really excited. Both have, so I mean, Locke's going to have Judy. Locke's going to have Fant. Locke's going to have Cortland Sutton. Uh, And then Herbert's kind of in the same way. He's got Hunter Henry at tight end. Uh, He's got Mike Williams, another big receiver, kind of like Sutton. And then he's got... uh, established veteran in Keenan Allen, uh, which, you know, could relate to Jerry Judy. So it's, they're similar teams. Uh, and it's just fun to watch. I am kind of concerned for Anthony Lynn though. Uh, I think a sign, uh, not that he's a bad coach. He just not, something's not clicking with him and the team for them to be blowing all these leads like they are. I mean, it's not just this year. It's the past year or two. I mean, it's just, it's insane how it's gone on for so long. And I really hope Anthony Lynn figures it out, because I know he's one of the most light coaches in the league. Uh, moving on, Saints beat Bears 26-23 in overtime. Uh, this game was kind of hard to watch, I guess you could say. Saints don't scare me at all. I've said it before. I mean, they might step it up when they get Michael Thomas back, if he comes back. He's always, he keeps getting injured. But they just, I'm not frightened by them. And then, I'll go out and say it, Allen Robinson's better than Michael Thomas, no doubt in my mind. Uh, and it's it's like we're finally getting to see it this year. And not that we have, we're noticing it because the Bears are 5-3, and three, I believe, 
I mean, they're they're somehow winning games with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles at the helm. And I think we're really going to see Allen Robinson shine, kind of like he did back in uh, Jacksonville before he tore his ACL. I think he's better than Michael Thomas. I don't think either team's necessarily great. I I mean, Bears have a phenomenal defense. The Saints have a great—I mean, they're the Saints. They got good organization, good coach and stuff. Both teams are good. I'll say that. No team, neither team is great. I don't. I'm not scared by any of them. Uh, last thing we're gonna talk about with last week uh, is the Giants. Um, not necessarily last week as per se. They played a good game. Honestly, it's probably their best game played. Uh, I mean, against a good Buccaneers team. And uh, I mean, I don't know how much the Buccaneers were. I don't know what they were really expecting. They do have a big game Sunday night against the Saints. They might have looked ahead a little bit, and they might have, you know, not shown all their plays. They have a this next game is a lot bigger, and they played a terrible Giants team. But the if you're looking at the bright side for the Giants, it was a good loss. Daniel Jones showed promise. I I don't think he'll get another chance in New York. I think he'll have next season because usually a quarterback draft in the first round gets three. You know. I think you'll have next season. The Giants should be revamping their O-line. I mean, if they keep losing, they can easily grab Panay Sewell. Uh, they can move Andrew Thomas, their first or their rookie left tackle this year. They can move him the right tackle where he's probably supposed to be playing. A lot of people had him there when he was coming out of Georgia. Um, if they revamp their line, if Daniel Jones can get more consistent, because I've seen him throw some beautiful balls. I, and I don't know what's not clicking for him. I don't know if it's, you know, he's getting a new offensive coordinator every year or, you know, the lack of weapons he has or the lack of faith he has in, you know, his teammates. Uh, I, he's not a bad quarterback, and he has promise, which is why I think if the Giants stay away from him, if they if they release him or trade him or something after his third season next year, I think he'll get a chance somewhere else. And... I'll go out to say that I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots made a low ball offer to the Giants for him. Uh, I I don't think he's I think he's played bad, but I don't think he is bad. It's just he's on the Giants. Uh, and what are you gonna do with that? But I do like Joe Judge. I just don't think Daniel Jones is gonna be the answer in New York. All right, last week I was four and four with my bets. This week I have six picks, only one top pick. Last week I went one and one with top. So if we're looking on the, I'm seven and seven on the season, but I'm four and one with my top picks. I I lost the Vikings Packers one last week. I, I'm pretty sure I took the Packers with the points, but we'll forget about that. We're moving on. This week is week nine. I have one top pick. It's not really going to be a surprise to many. I am taking the Patriots minus seven at the New York Jets. Uh, I I don't really think I need to explain myself. It's a division game. Belichick knows who the Jets are. You know, Cam has not been in New England long. They don't. The Jets don't have much on him, and they're also a terrible team. I, I think Belichick's going to roll the Jets by double digits. I, I might even go an alternate point spread there. Um, my other five picks, I have Indianapolis beating Baltimore. Uh, I mean, Baltimore has just come off you know two bad losses. I'll say, or. Maybe one bad loss. I can't remember two weeks ago. But, I mean, they play in Indy on week 9. They play in New England week 10. They play versus Tennessee week 11. And then they play in Pittsburgh week 12. 
they have a tough schedule coming up, and I don't think the Colts are you know going to help that out. Uh, the Colts aren't a bad team. The Ravens aren't either. But the Colts have a great defense, and we saw what the Steelers did last week, and hopefully Phillip Rivers can get some offense going, and they can you know overtake uh, Baltimore. I mean, they're in Indy, so maybe that'll help. I'm taking Indy plus 115. Um, next game, I'm taking Washington minus three versus the Giants. I, <laughs> Washington's at home. I, I think they'll win, and I think they'll win by more than three. I, I don't really know what to say. I don't have a great reason why. It's a division game. I think Washington's well coached. I think New York's still trying to figure it out. Um, I, I don't know. There's not much to say about that. I I was gonna pick Washington just to win straight up, but the points were the points were low, so I took the points at minus three. Uh, moving on, because it's a division game, I'm taking Detroit at Minnesota with the points. So Detroit plus four and a half uh, at Minnesota. I don't know if Detroit will win, but I think it'll be a close game. Uh, I mean, they play each other twice here. Like, like I've said it multiple times, division games, anything can happen. They're really weird to bet on. I like taking the underdogs in them. Uh, I know I didn't do it last week with Vikings and Packers, but that's a little different. I was I had high hopes for the Packers. Um, I'm still not I'm still not scared by Minnesota. Obviously, they have a great running attack. They have two good receivers. They have a great running back. I mean, they have a good young tight end in Herb Smith. Uh, obviously, their quarterback play is very bad. <laughs> uh, and then Detroit is Detroit. They look good on paper, and they're not playing good in games. But I, I think this is going to be a close game in Minnesota. Uh, Detroit is coming off a bye, I believe. I, I don't know. I like Detroit to at least not lose by, you know, five. Uh, next game, I'm taking Las Vegas at the Chargers. Uh, it's I I want to say the Chargers are favored, but I I think Vegas is gonna win. I think Gruden's finally you know made his mark on the team. I believe this is his third season. Uh, the Chargers just lost a heartbreaker versus another division team. I I think the Raiders just beat a good Cleveland Browns team. Not clutch, but they're good. I mean the Browns have talent. So I, I think Vegas wins this one out. Uh, I'm not like I said, I'm not super confident on a few of these, but I I do think Vegas wins it. Last pick, and the more I think about it, the more I want to move it into my top picks. Actually, no, let's do it. Let uh, my second top pick of the week. Arizona minus five versus Miami. Uh, Arizona's it's kind of the same scenario we had last week. Arizona's coming off a bye, uh, and they're playing Miami, who Tua did not impress at all. Uh, I think maybe physically he's ready. I don't think mentally he's ready. Uh, in Arizona, only five? I, I think they'll win by that. Like I said, they're coming off a bye. We we don't know who Arizona is. They played, you know, first good two weeks. They played a bad second two weeks. They played decent recently. I, I think they're going to start hitting their stride. Uh, I like what Kingsbury's doing over there. Obviously, I like what Brian Flores is doing. But with Tua, you know, running the show, I'm still skeptical after watching that game against the Rams. So I'm taking Arizona minus five, and that's a top pick. I'm nailing it in. Uh, and, yeah, so I have New England minus seven, and I have Arizona minus five. Those are my top picks for the week. You know, 
like I said, four and one on top pick, seven and seven overall in this season. I mean, we'll see y'all next week and we'll see how it goes. I know, I know. Last segment. Let's just get through it. Thursday night football. Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. I mentioned it a little bit earlier when we were talking about the week eight recap. Um, so Green Bay minus six, San Francisco plus six. Uh Green Bay is minus two fifty to win, which is very steep. San Francisco's plus two fifteen. If you like San Francisco at all, I think you should hit that bet. Uh it's more than doubling your money. The over under is fifty. Uh, my picks, I'm going to take Green Bay minus six with the points and I'm saying under 50, uh, I, I expect it to be a very ch- chess match like game. I think, uh, there's going to be a lot of mental football being played, not as much physical and I'm kind of excited to watch it, but it could turn out to not be exciting, which I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it turns out. Uh, those are my picks for Thursday night football. I already talked about it earlier. I mean, San Francisco, everyone's hurt, but the Packers can't stop the run, and San Francisco does it just as good as anybody else. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think this is good for both these teams. I think both of them need a long week uh, after this game to get ready for, you know, the rest of the season. Like I said, Green Bay minus six, under 50. Those are my picks for this week. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's, that's this week, and uh, y'all have a good one.